Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Now let's go back to that. Good to have you today here with us for our congregation at prayer. It's, yes, November 2nd, 2020. Uh, yes, the day before Election Day, if you're keeping track of such things, which I'm sure you are. And uh, let's see. Oh yes, we're in uh, the gospel, or excuse me, in the uh, Old Testament book of Joshua, the history, and we're going to be at the destruction of Jericho. And we'll hear, uh, really, I think, yeah, pretty much the whole story. So there'll probably be quite a bit of questions and answers here. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse for today, or rather for this week. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. And our psalm for this week, Psalm 96. O sing to the Lord a new song, sing to the Lord all the earth, sing to the Lord bless his name, Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established, it shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, there we go. Our first reading today is from Galatians chapter 5. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, 
hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. There ends the reading. Uh, I was struck by a comment made on uh, a podcast today. Uh, It's called, it's Albert Muller's podcast. Uh, One of, I think my mother's in here, she'll remember what it's called. What does he call his podcast? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, just a comment at the very, very, very end. So you have to listen all 26 minutes in or so. Um, He said that, uh, you know, when when it comes to electing a political candidate, uh, it's best to have a low anthropology, a very, um, you know, a a strong or robust, robust understanding of natural um, excuse me, of, uh, of original sin. And then you can uh, uh, maybe vote with a, with a clear conscience, knowing that uh, all the works of the flesh are quite, quite evident in our politicians. <laughs> and it doesn't matter which one you pick. Uh, of all of the options, uh, none of them are going to reveal the fruits of the Spirit um, in the way that we would hope. But so it is. Yes, the briefing. Thank you, Mom. All right. Our reading for catechesis is the fall of Jericho, Joshua 6. Now, Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed, and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. So it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, And the rear guard came after the ark, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle around the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing Seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew the trumpets, and the armed men went before them. But the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day 
They marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early, about the dawning of the day, and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city was, or shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that were sent. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold, and the vessels of bronze and iron, are consecrated to the Lord, they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So when the people shouted, or so the people shouted, when the priest blew the trumpets, and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall went or fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and from there bring out the woman, and all that she has, as you swore to her. And the young men who had been been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all that she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. All right, catechesis on this text. Scroll back here. There we go. All right. Uh, why was Jericho destroyed at the time of the Passover? Do you think? Remember, we, we studied this uh, last week. That's how God had destroyed the Egyptians at the same time. So any coincidence that it's a Passover? No. <laughs> what was happening at Jericho? Yeah, verse 1, it was securely shut up because of the children of Israel, right? No one came or or went from Jericho. What promise did the Lord make to Joshua? Verse 2, I have given Jericho into your hand. Yeah. Uh, According to verse 3, what were the men uh, and Joshua to do? Yeah, to march around the city once each day for six days. Then according, or, well, excuse me, who in particular, yeah, look at verse 4, who in particular was to march with Joshua and his men? Yeah, we see there the seven priests, right, with the ram's horns, were to march before the ark. Um, But on the seventh day, what was Israel to do? Now, to march around the city seven times, 
And then uh, the final time when the priest blew the trumpets that the people would shout. You see that uh, in verse 5. What did God say would happen to the wall of Jericho? Verse 5 again, yes, the city wall would fall down flat. It would collapse. Um, now verses 8 through 9, Joshua tells the priests and everything what the Lord said. In verses 8 through 9, uh, what's the order uh, of the procession, right? This is a processional like we sometimes have in church. All right. It starts with the armed men go before the priests, okay? So you have, kind of have to look at things out of order. Then the seven priests with their, with their trumpets, then the ark, and then the rear guard. So there's soldiers, priests, ark, soldiers. Got it? All right. And what was instruction um, to give to the people in particular? Verse 10. Yeah, don't make any sound. No shout, no war cry, no raised uh, voices. Uh, nothing out of your mouth until Joshua told them to shout. Uh, how many priests were carrying trumpets? Well, there's seven priests, so there are. That's right, seven trumpets. Not so, not so hard to catch there. Uh, what do you think the significance of the number seven is? Think about in the Bible, especially Old Testament. Yeah, it was the number of creation, right? Seven days in a week, um, identifying the true God. Um, but the seventh day is also the day of rest. So here the God is going to give them uh, rest now in this land that he has promised them. How many days would they march around the city only once? He's careful to say six days. And then how many times do they march around the city on the seventh day? It repeats it again, seven times. What did the priests do when they completed the seven times around the city? Yeah, they blew their trumpets, right? And then what command did Joshua give to the people? Verse 16, shout, right? For the Lord has given you the city. All right. Now, in verse 17, what did Joshua say about the city and all that was in it? Yeah, everything was given, uh, devoted to the Lord, therefore everything in it was doomed to destruction, except for, of course, the things reserved. Uh, so what, what is really the Lord commanding there when he says it's doomed by the Lord to destruction? Yeah, to destroy everything, totally destroyed. Uh, but who was not devoted uh, to destruction, but to be spared? Of course, Rahab and all her house, all that was within her house. Very careful there. Uh, what would happen if the Israelites touched or took the devoted things? Yeah, they would be accursed, it says, or liable to destruction. Um, the question in the chat here, uh, is the number seven considered the perfect number in the Bible? Um, perfect is a loaded term. comes from, uh, unfortunately, Plato. I, I, I jokingly now call it Plato's revenge every time we use the word perfect because it sets us up for something that doesn't actually exist, like perfect society, perfect church, perfect people, etc. Um, it's the word for completion. So that's how I prefer to do it. Um, of course, God sees everything he made, and he said it was very good, and he rested on the seventh day, right? Because it was complete. He had finished. Um, so the word, it is finished, um, is even better. You have to be careful um, with that word perfect. It's often a translation in the New Testament of the word complete, or um, to be finished, or to be uh, resolved. 
Uh, it's not really the idea that we get from Plato. And then later Aristotle, of course, too, his student. But yes, it's a number for God and of completion. And those two things go together because, of course, God is not incomplete. He's complete. All right, now, um, everything was to be destroyed. Everything accursed would be accursed, right, um, if they would touch it. Except for in verse 19, he's careful to say all the silver and gold, right, the vessels of bronze and iron are to be consecrated, that is, to be made holy, declared holy, and come into the treasury of the Lord. All right. What happened when the people shouted? <laughs> Look at that. The word of the Lord does what it says, right? Uh, the walls fell down. Flat. What other time was a shout part of the victory that God won for Israel? You got to know your Sunday school Bible stories, don't you? Okay, think judges. Which judge, probably the most famous judge, was Gideon, right? So it goes like this. Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outposts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch just as they had posted the watch, and they blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers. They held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing, and they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And every man stood in his place all around the camp, and the whole army ran and cried out and fled. When the three hundred blew their trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his companion throughout the whole camp, and the army fled to Beth Acacia toward Zerorah as the border of Abu Mahola by Tabith. Yes, so Gideon. Uh, what did the people do when the walls fell? Yeah, uh, what does it say? The people went into the city, verse 20, right? Every man straight before him, and they took the city. How did they devote the city to the Lord? This is a different kind of devotion, isn't it? Yeah, they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, right? Everything, everyone, every living thing uh, with the sword. Uh, what did the two spies do? Verse 22. Yeah, they went to, to, to redeem Rahab, right? And her house and bring her out. Was anyone saved with Rahab? Did anyone heed the word of the Lord there? Verse 23. Yeah, her father, mother, brothers, and all who belonged to her. What did they do to the city once Rahab was um, safely removed? Verse 24. Yes, they burned the whole city and everything that was in it. Um, then Joshua... Uh, speaks a word of curse, actually, on the city, verse 26. And what was that curse? Yeah, the man who would rebuild the city would lose his firstborn son when the foundations were built and lose his youngest son when the gates were built. And this was fulfilled, actually, because the city was rebuilt. We know that because the man you know, went, came down from Jericho um, in the ditch, right? With the uh, Good Samaritan, that story. Um, Jericho, certainly back by that point, was rebuilt by Ahab uh, in Ahab's time. In the days of Hiel of Bethel, uh, built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram, his firstborn, meaning he died, and with his youngest son, Segub, he set up its gates, meaning he died once he built the gates, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua, the son of Nun. Uh, all right, so a meditation on the text. <clears throat> 
The seven days to destroy Jericho bear witness to the Creator whom the Canaanites had rejected. All things are made by Him and through Him, so that apart from Him there is only, excuse me, death. Apart from Him there is only death. Jericho is a picture of His judgment at the end of the world. There, are, there all things will be devoted to Him, and only those who have trusted in the Son will be spared. It is the Son who was devoted to His Father which required his death, or, quote, destruction upon the cross. Yet through his resurrection, we are brought out from the fiery destruction and given eternal life, as certainly as Rahab was spared at Jericho. The marching seven times around the city reminds us of the perfect rest which Christ has won for us. God the Father has laid the foundations of the blessed city of rest at the cost of his own firstborn son, who is, at the, who is the gate, but the cursed city of this world will bring no joy to those who trust in it for rest. I think that's an important uh, meditation for us today, right? That there is no rest in the city of this world. Uh, I think of St. Augustine and his, uh, really his magnum opus, right? Uh, the city of God, right? If we look to this world um, for our comfort, for our hope, for rest, um, that's actually to forsake the city that Jesus has given us, the city on the hill, as it's sometimes called, uh, the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. Our peace and rest, our comfort, our hope, our confidence for today and forever is in Christ and Christ alone. Um, so, yes, elections have consequences, um, uh, but nations come and go. And so it is, the word of the Lord endures forever. All right, this week uh, we repeat the second article of the Creed for our catechism. Say it with me. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from sins, from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Heavenly Father, you have given us your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, to redeem us from sin, death, and the power of the devil. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, taking all the punishment that we deserved for our sin upon himself. He descended into hell, proclaiming his victory over the devil, and on the third day he rose again from the dead, preaching the forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life in his name to the whole world. We give thanks to you for all that your Son has done for us. Help us to know and believe in Jesus. He has now ascended into heaven and sits at your right hand as our Savior and Lord. All the enemies of sin, death, and hell have been placed under his feet, and he now rules over all things for the sake of his church. Give us fervent faith in Jesus and the blessed hope that he will come again to judge the living and the dead, giving the gift of eternal salvation to all who believe in him. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right. On this Monday, we pray the Lord for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for all vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our um, neighbors, for our schools, 
our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Continue to pray for all first responders, doctors, nurses, and those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for an end to all fear, anxious thoughts, and constant worry. Pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule, and those who would restrict or censor our faith, as well as our rights to speech, press, assembly, and protest. We ask you give wisdom to all those who are preparing yet to vote, that they would act according to God's word and thereby his will, in love for their neighbor. And pray for our military and law enforcement personnel. Pray for those, or with those who celebrated their birthday yesterday, Owen and Suzanne, who celebrate their birthday today, Marlene and Mardell. Those who rejoice in the gift of their baptism, Jeff and Milda, Ashley. Those um, who give thanks to God for healing, uh, clear cancer diag- um, test, that's Gene. Thanks be to God for that. We ask the Lord grant healing and recovery to those um, who are ill or who have requested our prayers, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, and Steve. We pray for our homebound, Bev, David, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. And we pray for our Missionary of the Month, um, Becca Deloach, and also our Circuits Mission, Michigan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. This is the collect for All Saints Day. <laughs> it's the right collect. There we go. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, our hymn this week is For All the Saints, um, and our memory is the first four stanzas, so we'll probably just sing the first four as well today. Saints who from their labors rest 
That concludes our Congregation of Prayer for today, November 2nd, 2020. It's what the Roman Church calls All Souls Day. We put all saints and all souls together because we don't make a distinction like they do. Um, And so we celebrated that yesterday. Yeah, it is a hard hymn to sing, um, but also, well, because it's so comforting, right? Yeah. Um, One note on that, uh, the tune is written by Rafe Vaughn Williams, just a tremendous British composer. Um, I'm not sure how much of a believer he was. My understanding is he wasn't, actually. Um, but he uh, composed really some great tunes for the church and uh, really carries the text so well, right? Uh, which brings together, uh, really, uh, the, the vision given to St. John in his apocalypse, right? But also all that language of warfare, um, Christian warfare, which is that we, in our life we struggle against sin, death, and the devil, uh, but Christ gives us the victory through his word. All right. Uh, so Lord be with you all. Oh, I wanted to note too, um, I actually pulled yesterday's um, service off of Facebook. Uh, there was an audio issue. The power had gone out actually overnight and it had messed up the audio interface. Um, so uh, the audio for the service, uh, it was cor- it's correctable, <laughs> but I haven't finished it yet. So if you wanted to uh, watch the service or watch the sermon, um, those will go up later, uh, maybe today, but later in the week for sure. Um, and the Bible class as well, it actually worked. The video stream worked, and it actually sounds okay too. Um, By the way, the sermon and the uh, Bible class are both available in like a higher quality audio version um, on our podcast. So you can get all of that on our website. Um, There's a live streaming link right at the front. You click that link, it'll take you to the page that has all of the the archives. 
All right, Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning for our congregation at prayer.